Welcome to an hour of your life. My name is Kim, and sitting across from me is Steve in our fancy schmancy new studio. And what's the name of our alligator skull? We, I, so Steve was gone this week, and I, I took full advantage, and I went out and got a new pet named Bubba. And Bubba is, um, he, Bubba's an alligator. He was an alligator. <laughs> he is a skull of an alligator. Um, and he's very meaningful. He's he's a big boy. Um, I've turned him into a planter. He has plants growing out of his eye sockets and his ear sockets. Well, he's he's sitting over there. He actually he's got that uh, wire wrapped around his head. Yeah. So okay. So we at the Thirteenth Hour Studios don't do anything by accident. And if you listen to us over on Mile Thirteen, you'll hear the same spiel. But um, so Bubba is very indicative of both of our shows. Um, so mile 13, our first shows were about Savannah, Georgia, home of many freshwater gators, saltwater gators, freshwater gators. I don't know if that's a thing, but there's a lot of alligators in Georgia. Um, and with regard to an hour of your life, the alligators are freshwater. Crocodiles live in salty, more brackish water. Oh, okay, well, there you go. There's a lot of alligators okay. in Savannah. I Googled it. <laughs> but, um, Bubba's jaws are, his bottom jaw is broken, and it's kind of held together with wire, so his jaw is kind of wired shut, which is a throwback to our first episode of You Can't Say. So he's a very meaningful alligator, and yeah, I love they're, him. They're just so much symbolism and everything that we're doing here. I love him dearly. Yeah. Hey, Kim. Yeah. Okay, so we, we got started on conspiracy theories, and... You are having a blast with I'm having a blast with these, because, stuff. you know, some of the terms we've learned are going down the rabbit hole, and as we go deeper and deeper into these conspiracy theories, we are going further and further down the rabbit hole. Kim, have you ever looked on the backside of a dollar bill? Um, many times. Okay, on the backside of the... But not recently because we don't carry cash. Wait, before you get into all of your stuff, um, are you, I'm curious, are you starting to buy into any of the theories that you're researching? No. No? You're still like... Well, maybe some things, but we'll discuss those as they come up. Okay. Okay. So look, on the back side of the dollar bill, it says Novus Ordo Seclorum. And that's Latin. You know what that means? Out of many one. No, it oh. means new order of the ages, or as some people would say, the new world order. So America is the new world order? Some people will say that. Okay. Okay, but as, as we get into this, it gets, I'm going to just use the term crazier and crazier. It, it goes down so many rabbit holes. No judgment. It, no judgment. But it, it, this. it's going to take a little sorting out to try to figure out all the different conspiracy theories that this thing can go down to. But, you know, on, on the backside of the dollar bill, that's been there since 1935. You know what's on the backside of the Great Seal of the United States, which, by the way, has been there since 1782? The same thing? Well, yes. And some people think it means the beginning of the United States or... As an independent nation. And now, I think that's what... That makes sense. The, the founding fathers probably intended. But, of right. course, our conspiracy theorist thinks it means the New World Order. 
Okay. 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 <laughs> Again, that's been there since 1782. And you're not buying into any of this because no. your face looks, you look like you're... Oh, I'm, I'm just trying to contain myself because it's... You look like you're very, like, I yeah. can't believe that you're not following me on this, which I, I totally am following you. I just don't believe it. <laughs> so basically, the New World Order is a conspiracy theory of several, maybe many schools of thought that a clandestine government is going to take over the world and or they're going to take over and run the world. I, you know what? I guess I can take that back. That is the overall theory that a clandestine government is going to take over and run the world. But who? Which government? Who? Is it going to be? I, I don't know. It's, we'll, we'll get into all that. Um, oh, there's Jack just came downstairs. Probably not like Rwanda or Haiti, I would guess. Probably not their government is going to take over the world. Well, common themes is that secretive powers of global elitists are conspiring, conspiring to rule the world. <sighs> yeah. Now, to, to to bring this about, to establish the world government controlled by the United Nations and a global central bank. Now, think about it. Think about crypto money. That's not real. Doesn't matter. Does it? We're talking conspiracy theory right now. Nobody buys cryptocurrency. Oh, but they do. They trade it. Well, those people are dumb. Well, they think this is part of the, the single currency, a single world currency, and they think crypto money might be the way. But, of course, they also thought that the euro, and as we'll get into it later, the World Bank. The euro is just convenient. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you're traveling in Europe, you're it's always convenient. Kind of but, but you know what? Brexit. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to be doing that a lot this episode. Yeah, you you might be. So, so the, you know, the theory is that they are trying to do this. I, I think the term they use is... Who is they? Them, those other than us. Yeah, we're not trying to rule the yeah, world yeah, or anything. No, 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 no. I don't want that responsibility. I think the term they are using is gradualism. It's not happened yet, but, um, I mean... They've been plotting this since 1782, and some people will say before. But since the United States came in, which is one sect, I'll say one sect of this, is that it's the United States is plotting to do all this. The United States already... Oh, why does the United States need to take over the world? Well, we'll get into that. We're already a huge power. Yeah, well... You know, there are people that believe that influential people are creating systemic crises and policies to achieve their agenda. And they're doing this through front organizations. So, Like the mob? Like how the mob works? No, like the conspiratorial elite. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, we, t we talked about some of these people. Okay, so when Kim and I are setting up for this show... <laughs> We, we kind of get a general rough idea, like, I'm going to talk about this, Kim is going to talk about this, but we don't share notes, so yeah. <laughs> that we're getting real reactions of this. And if you could see so. her face, she's just cringing over there. That this goes I am a lot rolling against. my eyes so hard right now. The United Nations. Do you know that there are already secret base, secret United Nations bases 
in the United States. Do you uh, know that? Yes, I do. We talked about Area 51 already. No, that, that is a secret United States base. There are secret United Nations bases in the United States. I have seen the list. I've seen some of the... Uh, On the internet? No, I, I was actually handed... Can you talk about this? Are people going to come knock on our door and shoot you in the face? No, okay, I, I don't think so. These people, I don't, <laughs> I don't think, think they could so. ever find out where we were. But, okay, so while I was in the Army, okay, Fort Irwin was on this list. And people believe that Fort Irwin, because our job out at Fort Irwin was soldiers, units from all over the United States, American units, would come out there to train. And we were what was called the opposing force, the Op 4. So we would use American tanks, American equipment that we that was visually modified. We call it vis-modded to look like, at that time, Soviet equipment so that people could come out there. And we would, as the Op 4, we would train on Soviet tactics so that the United States forces could come out there and just, you know, giant war games, free play, using, you, you talk about laser tag. It's the best game of laser tag you've ever seen in your life. It's like playing army, but in the army. Yeah. And <laughs> so we we were out there, but, you know, all these people here is that, you know, there's, there's UN forces out there in the desert training. No, we were all United States soldiers out there training in the desert. You know, one time... You just got to play dress up. You told this story on the air last time, I think, about the guy that you... No, I didn't. You didn't tell it on the air? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. This, so one time I had to go up to Barstow to pick something up at a hardware store or something like that. We were, we were doing some sort of project. And we were wearing our Op 4 uniform. So over our left breast, it didn't say United States Army. It said Op 4. And the uniform was just the, the typical three-pattern desert uniform, except it said Op 4. And so we're walking around this store, and this guy is following us. Now, he's... He's got his wife and two or three kids in tow, and he is following us around the store. And we get up to check out, and he comes up beside us. He goes, excuse me, you Americans? <laughs> and we said, yes, sir, we are. Why are you wearing that uniform? Says doesn't say United States Army. Why is it? Why You're not Americans. What are you? And so we, we took two or three minutes to explain what we did. I don't know if he bought it, but... He uh, he he's kind of giving me the look that you're giving me now, but with a little bit more of a scowl about it. Like <laughs> I, I don't think he bought it, but he didn't follow us. He didn't <laughs> he didn't try to <laughs> do anything. He just kind of said okay, and then he and then he took off and he left us alone. Well, that's yeah, problem solved. <laughs> yeah, but you know there are dangers out there. But you know okay, so we you know we, the United Nations and the secret bases already established. In the United States, some people think that it's tied to the Pope and the Catholic Church, Mm. the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Bilderberger Group, the Bohemian Club. What? Yeah. Okay. I didn't even know about the Bohemian Club. I don't even know what half of these things are. And I've never heard of the Club of Rome, and I wasn't going to take the time to Google these (laughs) things. Okay. The Council on Foreign Relations, the Rhodes Trust. Skull and Bones, and the Trilateral Commission. These are just some of the what the conspiracy theorists, on my notes I have the CTs, 
military tribunals and okay, all but that we're, stuff. We're already getting our first contradictions because if the United States government is going to do this, where does the United Nations fit into all this? Well, they're probably the pizza pedophiles. Trump's going to take them out too. Okay. <laughs> right? We're, we're getting our conspiracy <laughs> theories like, uh, mixed so up. There's so many. But that's the whole point. Out of all these conspiracy theories, these rabbit holes, somewhere down deep below the earth with these rabbit holes, some of them come together and oh. some of them don't come together. Wait till we start talking about the Templars, the Masons, and the Illuminati. Oh, yeah. And Kim's going to talk about the oh, Illuminati. Oh, we're getting all this stuff in there. Which is just a small, small portion about this. You know, we're t- as we're, we went out to dinner tonight and we're talking about all these conspiracy theories. And these are just... Really, we're kind of focusing on the United States. We may do an episode on like an international conspiracy theory, maybe like uh, the the Odessa group. But I, we're not even going to go with that. The, the The Odessa group was basically an organization, a supposed organization that helped smuggle. I don't Nazis, know what the supposed Nazi. Oh, it did, but it did. There's no supposed yeah. about it. Oh, but there's a lot of stuff that they goes took. With the, Odessa was the the group that took the Nazis from Germany to Argentina. Yeah, but okay, let's don't even get into <laughs> Odessa. That that's like another two hour show just talking about. That's a Odessa. rabbit hole and a half. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. It, that's a good one. That's a real good one right there. The Odessa files. Okay. So. Oh, okay. So let, let's get back to. Uh, the American right wing theory about this. So my brother and I, he was he was living in Maryland at the time, north of Baltimore, and I uh, went up to visit my brother, and we liked to shoot. And so we went out to a range out in lonely backwoods, Maryland, and we're out there, and the range is getting ready to close. And uh, we came out, and we're just kind of looking at the different things that they had there. And uh, this huge man with a big beard and overalls came up to us and he had like a, a trifold, some literature. He goes, take this and read it. <laughs> and we took it and we read and it. Scary. Yeah. And it, it was, uh, I believe it was like from the John Birch society. And when he first handed it to us, he said, and this, this all he said was take this and read it. And then he said, um, you know why the back of road signs here in the United States have barcodes on the back of them, don't you? And I said, no. He <laughs> says, it's so when the U.N. troops come over here to occupy the United States, you know, they don't speak American. <laughs> and so they have scanners, and they've all been issued scanners, and they take these, and they can scan the back of the road signs, and that's how they'll, that's how they'll know where they're going. Like 65% of the world speaks English, but okay. Okay, but... These United Nations people don't. And these are the same people that have to find their way from the East Coast, you know, from Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Over to Fort Irwin. All the way across the country to Fort Irwin. And so they're going to have to have these barcodes to be able to to get across the country. They can't can't look at visual symbols on the road signs and understand what they mean. No. No. They're they're not that smart. No. Well, I mean, not (laughs) everyone speaks American, you know? Well, I, I know, and clearly not everybody can understand, like, simple, basic pictures that are on the road signs. Maybe this was before GPS. They still had road signs. <laughs> okay. You know what a slippery road, like a slippery when wet road sign. It doesn't say slippery when wet. It shows a wiggly road in a car All steering I know off is in the... 
If you get stationed in Germany and you want to get a USERA, which stands for United States Army Europe Driver's License, to be able to drive in Germany, you have to take a test. Well, you don't have to do that here, which is why they have the barcodes in the back of the yeah, yeah, but you have to <laughs> memorize like 99 or 120 different road signs, which are different. But again... Common sense, you can look at it and you can figure out what right. it means. Okay, you know what though? Honestly, that is a good point, a semi good point. Um, so I think we've mentioned Franzi on here before. We had a German exchange student named Franzi for a year, and we love her dearly. Um, but she Franzi speaks American. Franzi, Franzi does speak American. Um, but while she was here, Franzi, her mom actually, and dad didn't. Carola speaks some broken English. She right? did. They speak broken English. Like, they're not fluent. So they, they came over to visit Franzi before graduation. And they were just fine. Yeah, they were fine. Everything worked out fine. But we didn't have room at our house. So my mom and dad lived about two doors down from <laughs> us. So Frank and Carola stayed with my mom and dad. For like three weeks. And everybody communicated just fine. And everybody got along. And they swapped recipes. It was the cutest thing yeah, ever. Yeah, it was It was. It was awesome. Um, but what I was going to say is that with regard to the driver's license thing, because German driver's licenses are very difficult, and I would imagine several you know, of the more developed European countries are difficult to get driver's licenses, um, Franzi got her license while she was here, and then she just had to kind of fill out some paperwork, I think, or something, maybe take a test or like an easier test when she went back to Germany. So uh, I, and from what I understand, we have a friend who owns a driving school, that that's not uncommon, that foreign exchange students will get their driver's license. Yeah, I think it would have cost Franzi probably $5,000. Oh, yeah, it was a lot cheaper, too. Yeah, and I think over here it cost her like 250 bucks. But is that a conspiracy theory, that they're sending over all the kids here to infiltrate our driving program so that they can put the stickers on the back of the... That's what it is. It's the exchange it, students are putting stickers it, on the back of the be, signs. Yeah. yeah, but Franzi spoke American. I figured it out. Okay. So the, the right-wing group. They are also, this is a group that's very, very fearful of repealing the Second Amendment, and the government is going to come in and take our guns and establish refugee camps to detain dissidents. Now, if you are on the left wing, what do you see happening right now down in Southwest America? The border wall? Yeah, well, the, the wall, about, yeah, but the the border camps, okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, so these camps that they're going to, okay, right now it's going to house the, you know, the the people who are coming across the border, but these are going to be used to, you know, it's, it's being built. They're this is what be, the left-wing people are saying? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. No, 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 I'm sorry. I, this I was going right to say, wing. this sounds like a right-wing thing. Yeah, this is the right-wing thing that they're going to use this to, uh, for the dissidents that right. they're, they're going to be need to be housed here eventually. Okay. Mm. Okay. Now some of these crazy things before, remember 2000? What was the big thing happening? The, y2, in t- the Y2K thing? Yeah. Don't you know this was part of the new world order? Oh, Y2K that didn't happen was part of the new world yes. order? Yes. Y2K was a plot to bring about world disorder to initiate the new world order. But it didn't happen. But it didn't happen. So So for those of our younger audience members that maybe weren't have no idea what we're talking about, leading up to the year 2000, the idea was that because computers and so much other things were set, like automatically set like a 19 and then you just filled in the last two digits, kind of like how we now have just two zero and you fill in the last two digits, 
it was assumed that all of the computers and ATMs and everything, like the world was going to collapse because nobody had thought to program the computers to automatically flip over to Nuclear missiles were going to automatically launch because of fail And it was going to go back to 19-something and everything was going to be thrown into chaos. I, there might have been some, a few, like, little minor inconveniences, but I don't even remember much of those. The biggest thing, the biggest thing that I thought was funny was nothing my... That, nothing that Bill Gates made yeah, was affected by the Y2K. Biggest, the biggest impact that Y2K had on my life with regard to that, my stepdad's grandmother, so my great-grandmother, um, was she lived to be 100, and she died in the year 2000, but she had already had, like, she'd already bought her cemetery plot. <laughs> she already had her headstone and everything with, like, her birthday on it. And she even had, like, the year of her death. She had 19. And then she lived until she until the year 2000. And she was pissed because she had to go back through and, like, pay to have it remade. No, I had to. I, no, I'm, it's not even, like, it's a true story. I, I know it is. You've told me that one, And too. so she, that was the biggest... That was the biggest, uh, like, snafu with Y2K. <laughs> okay. She was legitimately, ang- like, she was very angry that she had. And But I was like, Granny, she, you're, I mean, you're going to die. Like, you, you can't take the money with you. So what if you have to pay for it to be redone? It's not a big deal. It's not like you're taking all that money to heaven with you, but whatever. Yeah, okay. Now, we also have the left-wing folks. Yeah, of, what do they the, say? Okay. They believe that 9-11 was a false flag operation carried out by the United States intelligence community to increase tension to justify political repression and create a preemptive war to implement... Are you ready for this? I'm just angry about false flags again. Okay, to implement Executive Order 51. What is Executive Order 51? Okay, (laughs) I knew you were going to ask that. (laughs) Executive Order 51. Okay, to summarize this... Because we only have an hour, is we don't even have an hour now. Executive Order 51 is the National Security and Homeland Security Presidential Directive. Basically, it's a plan directing federal, a, a plan for federal agencies of what they need to do in times of crisis, like with mass casualty uh, of another 9/11, something along those lines. Okay. And so they believe these people believe. That 9-11 is nothing compared to the terrorist act that the government will be planning to execute so that Executive Order 51 can be implemented to bring about the new world order in order to repress, oppress, or repress people. I don't even know. You don't even know what to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... You know what, though? I see some common ground here. I feel like the right wing and the left wing can get along because they all agree that the government is trying to oppress everybody. Right? For different reasons. For different reasons, but we can all acknowledge that the government is trying to squash us and, and... and probably the best thing to do is just rise up and overthrow them, right? Well, yeah, okay. And now <laughs> the government doesn't help stuff like this because the, the, the New World Order folks... They're concerned about surveillance, and rightly so. Everyone likes their privacy. No one wants them. You know, we don't want the TVs spying on us. You know, we don't want Alexa. We don't want the government listening to our Alexas of what we're saying. And sometimes and stuff like I that. talk to my FBI agent that hears me through. Like, no, for real, I talk to the Alexa because honestly, 
they do like Amazon has admitted that they have they do record you and they have people that listen to the recordings of just like your day to day life. So sometimes I will talk to the Amazon people. Why are they doing that? I don't know. I think that they said just to uh, it's actually I think what they said is to aid in the prevention of crime. So like they're kind of monitoring it and listening to like are you I understood I what, I what I read. Said. It was I could be wrong. So that they can listen to see what people are saying so they can improve the speech. Oh, the that could be too. I don't know, but I think I think that's what it is. Oh, maybe. But you know, you can set your Alexa now. There's a feature to um you, you can you can turn on your Alexa to monitor your, your home when you're gone. So if Alexa hears something like glass breaking, or if you tell Alexa to go to this, what do they call it? It's not an app. They call it a, a skill. Mm. So if you tell Alexa to enable this skill, basically Alexa is going to listen to what's going on in your house. And if they hear glass break, if they hear uh, sounds of like what could be a fire, mm-hmm. or if they hear someone walking through your house that shouldn't be there, Alexa, Alexa will. No, they won't call the cops. I actually kind of like the idea that Alexa and my TVs are spying on me. Oh, she she hears us. She's talking to us now. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually kind of like that they're spying on us because then it makes me feel like I'm never alone and I'm never lonely. And Alexa, she will tell you a story if you get lonely. Oh yeah, we play the now, magic door sometimes. Like I said, though, of course, all this worry about. You know, obviously the government is keeping track of you. And, you know, you know, the government formed a site or an agency called the Information Awareness Office to offer. And, and they, they use this, the Information Office, to the offer disinformation proof. Disinformation Office? To, as proof that the government is listening to you and they're doing this. Now, it, this, this specific agency, this office, was defunded because of concerns of, of privacy concerns. Now, they didn't help <laughs> themselves with this because in their, their seal or their motto or their emblem, whatever they used, they did. They used the all-seeing eye, like on the dollar bill. <sighs> and they used the Latin phrase, and I hope I get this right because we know my pronunciation skills aren't the best, scientia est potential. Now, do you know what that means? Science is potential. You know, it's kind of interesting, science, but it actually means knowledge is power. Mm. So the, the so United the States government, government office, agency that was spying on information us. awareness office, their motto was <sighs> knowledge is power. But like, you know what? Let's go back to what what was it? Um, scientia. Okay, what do you think it meant? Science. Science. Knowledge. Is that... I mean, yeah. there's more to knowledge than science, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, but it's that's science, my, is, science my, is power. That's my English skills coming back. Yeah. My linguistics. Oh, and they also, they interpreted the all-seeing eye as a Masonic symbol related to the Illuminati. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there because I, it's, do you have anything else to say about oh, this? I've, yeah, I got a few more things. All right, can I can I just take over for a little bit? Because I'm about to drop some truth bombs on you right now. Knock yourself out. All right. Leave me room to finish. I will. Because we're going to talk about civil libertarians and the occult. All right. Oh, the occult has everything to do with everything. But, so, let's talk about the Illuminati, shall we? But let's go back a little bit to um, the... 
Okay, we're going to kind of jump around a little bit. We're going to start with the Knights Templar. Everybody knows the Knights Templar, right? Their search for the Holy Grail, all that nonsense. The Knights Templar was a Catholic military order that was around from 1119 to 1312. They were closely tied to the Crusades, although 90% of them were non-combatant, and they actually developed an early form of banking and what could be called the banking? world... Yes, exactly. One yes, currency. I know. Crypt, did they know about crypto money they back did. then? I don't think they did. But they actually developed what could be called the world's first multinational corporation. The Egyptians were carrying around stones. Because they, they, they were... But um, the the Knights Templar actually had set up foundries and um, basically different fortifications and things literally all over, uh, I don't know about the world, but multiple nations. Um, I doubt if they were in New Guinea. I don't know. However, uh, they came sort of to an end. Rumors about their secret initiation ceremony started swirling, and King Philip IV of France, who owed them a lot of money, took advantage of that and had them arrested and burned at the stake. But he didn't get to everybody. The theory, one of the theories is that some of the Knights Templar escaped to Scotland um, and took refuge during Robert the Bruce's reign, and they began the Freemasons. Although there isn't really We've any... We've seen that movie. Freedom. With Robert the Bruce. Yeah. yeah. Although there isn't really any credible evidence to support that theory. So... You don't, okay, Kim. <laughs> with conspiracy theories... <laughs> you don't you need don't credible need evidence. evidence. You just you know, have so. to have a thought in your mind... Yeah. ...that it could have happened. So you mentioned the Freemasons, and I want to touch, I feel like we would be doing a disservice to the Freemasons if we didn't touch on the Knights Templar, because Freemasons can be traced back to the late 14th century, and they were sort of a union that regulated the Stonemasons. Did they know that they were going to lay out Washington, D.C., not, full of Masonic symbols? Not back in the 14th century. Okay, so, so keep that in mind. The Freemasons... Um, kind of started around the late late 1300s. Let's talk about the Illuminati, because this all ties together. The Illuminati, I have to admit, I was very disappointed when I started researching the Illuminati, because they sound very glamorous and mysterious, and they're really not at all. They're actually not even as old as I thought they were. The Illuminati was started by a man named Adam Wieshaupt. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, he, he was born in 1748. So not even that long ago. I mean, we're just talking a few hundred years. It's not like hmm. not like back in the we Middle the Ages or anything. Seal in 1782. Um, hold on. Just wait. He was born in 1748 in Ingolstadt, Bavaria, which is... Bohemia. I love Bavaria. I think it's beautiful. Um, anyway, his parents... Get this. We, you have not mentioned the Jew state. A lot of the, I think it's the right wing wackos believe that the Jews are trying to take over the world too. And especially the Jewish run banks are trying to take over the world. Well, Adam Wieshaupt, his parents were Jewish converts to Christianity. He was orphaned young and he was taken in by like a kind of a well-off uncle and sent to a Jesuit school. So Adam was a big reader and he was... Jesuits are big on education. Yeah. He was a big reader. He's a big scholar. He ended up being a professor. 
Um, but he believed that the monarchy and the conservative Catholic religion were oppressing freedom of thought. You see how educational this program is? I'm telling there you. There are probably many people out there that didn't know you that, the learn Jesuits, today. that the Jesuits are big on education. They, well, but, they probably didn't know any of this stuff, but okay. <laughs> um, so Most of everything we're telling you, we believe to be true. Yes. This, so I will tell you that my information on the Illuminati and Adam Weishaupt, a big part, chunk of it comes from National Geographic, which I consider a reputable source. Right? Of course it is. I mean, better than Wikipedia. <laughs> anyway, so Adam Weishaupt began to look for, quote unquote, illumination, hence the term Illuminati. He actually hung with the Freemasons for a little bit, but he didn't agree with a lot of their ideas at first. Although later on, the Freemasons would become closely linked to the Illuminati. Um, Adam, I don't like trying to say these helped. It's a hard name to say. But anyway, he started... Um, that German guy. Yeah, we'll just, call him, we'll just call him Adam. He started reading the Kabbalah and other mystic texts, and he decided to start his own secret society. Now, here is where the water gets really muddled and where I just face-palmed so hard. You said the Kabbalah? Yeah. That, I'm going to talk about them later, the Kabbalists. Yeah, okay, keep going. We'll, we'll talk about them. <laughs> They're the Jewish, it's a, it's a Jewish thing. The Kabbalah is a Jew, ancient, ancient Jewish mysticism. Um, much like Gnosticism is like this ancient is really, Christianity. This is really going to get into when I start talking about occultism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so much like the, and I know you're going to talk about Gnosticism, but like, um, so the Christians have Gnosticism and the Jews have the Kabbalah. I, I had to spell that out phonetically because <laughs> I was saying Gnosticism. <laughs> anyway, um, so Adam began reading all of these old mystic texts and he decided to start his own secret society. And now this is where I, like I said, I face pumped so hard when I read this stuff because the Illuminati is just, they're just a bunch of hypocrites. Um, they, so. <laughs> I hope they are not listening to us. I don't through, care if they I'm gonna are. I'm going to whisper this because I don't want it to pick up Alexa. I don't <laughs> care if they are. Because they they all call him out on it. Y'all are a bunch of hypocrites. Adam Wieshoff said that his society would offer, quote, freedom from all religious practices. They would cultivate social virtues and animate them by a great, a feasible, and a speedy prospect of universal happiness. All These right. were wordy people back then. They were. And they didn't have anything else to do. So now, all the all these conspiracy theorists are like really wording, writing like manifestos and yeah. Yeah. Okay. He said the Illuminati would create, quote, a state of liberty and moral equality, freed from the obstacles which subordination, rank, and riches constantly throw in the way. Now, how does that tie into a new world order? Well, just wait, because he's a flippin' idiot. He's just getting started. Uh, May 1st, 1776, five men met in the woods near Ingolstadt to establish the rules of the Illuminati. Rule number one. And you know what? The Hessians came over to help us fight the British. Rule number one for being in the Illuminati. Membership required the existing members' consent. They all had to agree that you wanted to be in the Illuminati. That's now, a good rule. That's a good rule. Number two. To be in the Illuminati, you had to have a strong reputation with well-established connections. So, in other words, that whole moral equality... Freed from the obstacles 
of subordination and rank out the window. Well, it's kind of like communism there. Rule number three. You got the people, but then you got the people. <laughs> Rule number three, you had to be rich. So, again, that state of liberty and moral equality that is undermined by rank and riches, who cares? You have to be rich to join the Illuminati. Were these guys rich? Yeah. So They're trying to take over. So... This was in 1776. They started with five, six guys. So Adam V's helped in five other guys. By 1782, they had 600 members. By 1785, two to 3,000. Mm, sounds like they were dipping down into Austria. So in less than 10 years, or they over grew. Over to Stuttgart or somewhere. In less than 10 years, the Illuminati grew from six guys to two to 3,000. Okay, you know how my mind works. So we're talking about Germany, and I said Stuttgart. So I did my family tree with the last name that I got. I thought, sure, that I was, like, all my roots were going to trace back, and I was going to be, like, 90% German. And (laughs) when I got That explains why we went to Cooperstall, Germany, and nobody there looked like you. And no one there looked like me. Okay, but I have, like, 90%... (laughs) British and Irish and up Steve there. is just as much Congolese as he is German, we found out. Yeah. So we were we were a little surprised. Like five percent German, three percent from Central Africa. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little funny. Anyway, um our goddaughter calls him German chocolate. <laughs> Chelsea's Chelsea's black, so she calls him German chocolate. Anyway, so um also, in the Illuminati, members are given secret names taken from ancient legends. Guess what V's Haupt's name was? The guy that founded the Illuminati? Spartacus. Spartacus. <laughs> we are Sparta. Like, that's the name that he picked for himself, a Spartacus. Well, that's a good-sounding, strong <laughs> name. Guess. If you're going to take over the world, you need <laughs> a good, strong-sounding Spartacus. name. All right, so um, the Illuminati pretty quickly became a very complex hierarchy with 13 degrees of initiation. How far do you think he would have gotten if he had named himself Willie? <laughs> probably, probably not as far. That's okay. true. Um, they became a very complex hierarchy with 13 degrees of initiation divided into three classes. And like any Wait, big institution... 13 divided by three doesn't come... <laughs> not even. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Um, they but weren't like, that smart, Like any big institution, eventually there was infighting... One ex-member exposed the group to Bavaria's Grand Duchess and alleged that the Illuminati believed that suicide was legitimate, which, remember, this is strict Catholicism at the time, and in Catholicism, if you commit suicide, you go to hell because suicides can't repent. Um, Mortal sin. Yep. So the uh, this ex-member wrote a letter to Bavaria's Grand Duchess, said that the Illuminati believed suicide was legitimate, that its enemies should be poisoned, that religion was an absurdity, um, upon investigation, they found uh, basically that the Illuminati was doing all kinds of um, stuff that they really probably shouldn't now, be doing. Now, let me tell you, this stuff doesn't go over in Bavaria, okay? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Bavaria is very heavily Catholic. You Even know, now, they're very religious. They, if, if you work in Bavaria, your ties to the Catholic Church are automatically 
taken out of your paycheck. And this is today. This is not in this 1785. Is, this is today. You don't, is you don't today. have to, to tithe. You can leave that out. But if you die, as I'm told, good luck getting buried. Yep. So so Bavaria doesn't mess around. Um, I have a lot of Bavarian friends. Yeah. Uh, they also, allegedly, the Bavarian government found that the Illuminati's um, had been uh, practicing some less than, like, they were performing um, abortions. They were doing, um, condoning the overthrow of the government, like, all kinds of stuff. Very anti-Catholic. Yes. Um, in 1784... Uh, there was an edict that banned the creation of any kind of society that was not authorized by the Bavarian courts. Now, the Illuminati thought that they would be safe because they had already been in existence. However, a year later, they were specifically banned. And in 18, or 1787, a declaration was made that if you were in the Illuminati, that was worthy of a death penalty. Whoa. Yeah. Conspiracy theories began almost immediately with everything from being behind the French Revolution to Thomas Jefferson's membership in the Illuminati, because remember, this is during the Revolutionary War. Now, Okay, so in your studies, so we know that during the Revolutionary War, we had... Um, we had the, the Masons. Yeah. So here we're tying back a little bit to the Masons. Now, remember the, Ma- you know the what? Freemasons? Earlier, I'm, I made a mistake. I said earlier the Hessians came over... To help the United States. That is completely wrong. They came over. That's who George Washington crossed the Delaware to fight the Hessians, the Germans. All right. Yeah. So I stand corrected by myself. Good. So um, we're going to talk a little. So let's go back to the Freemasons a little bit. Um, they were very closely linked with the Illuminati. Uh, and there they basically got real popular right about the time the Illuminati was allegedly disbanded now um the freemasons uh are also tied to the knights templar they take a lot of their symbols and rituals from the from the knights templar now in order to be a mason um you have to profess belief in a supreme being you can't be a woman i think they mean god hold on i'm gonna get to that okay you have to profess belief in a supreme being you can't be a woman. I don't woman. know the secrets. You can't be a woman, although I thought this was very interesting. In today's Freemasonry, if you are a member and you transition into a woman, you are allowed to stay a member. So I'm, male to female trans people are allowed to stay in the Freemasons. Um, well, they and also have an organization for... Now they do, the Eastern Stars. The Eastern Stars. Um, Discussion of religion and politics is banned in Freemasonry. Now, because of this vague supreme being, um, some people believe that... How do you know the secrets? Are you an Eastern Star? Some people believe that Freemasonry is a cult. Are you a Mason? And they... (laughs) The allegation is that there is... They worship what is... Commonly known as GAOTU. You found this on the internet. It's an acronym, G-A-O-T-U, which stands for the great, what is it? The great architect of, great architect of the universe, GAOTU, G-A-O-T-U. 
Here's what, so there's a, a man by the name of Christopher Hafner, who is a prominent Mason and Christian author. He wrote a book called Workman Unashamed in 1989. And this is almost like a, like an endorsement of Freemasonry as a cult. He said, and I quote, this is a direct quote from a Freemason. In writing, now imagine me standing in lodge with my head bowed in prayer between Brother Mohammed Bokhari and Brother Arjun Melwani. To neither of them is the great architect of the universe, Gautu, perceived as the Holy Trinity. To Brother Bokhari, he has been revealed as Allah. To Brother Melwani, he is probably perceived as Vishnu. Since I believe there is only one God, I am confronted with three possibilities. One, they are praying to the devil while I am praying to God. Two, they are praying to nothing as their gods do not exist. Or three, they are praying to the same God as I, yet their understanding of his nature is incomplete as is mine. It is without hesitation that I accept the third possibility. Hmm. So there you go. Are the Masons a cult? Are they not a cult? Now back to the Illuminati who they are so closely linked to. Um, we're going to believe to be linked to, well, no, they were linked. Like there were members that were, there were guys back in the 17, in the 17, 1800s that, well, not 1800s. Well, you could be, uh, yes, in, they in a whole bunch of different clubs. Yes, exactly. There were members of, uh, there are people, men in the, um, 1700s who were members of both the Freemasons and the Illuminati. Now, um, we're going to skip ahead from 17, when did I say, 1787, when the Illuminati was disbanded, to 1975. You think they were disbanded. Well, that would be the greatest of, secret. That's a different disinformation campaign. They kind of went away. They're probably out there running strong, controlling the world as we speak. They went away for a couple hundred years, and they reemerged uh-huh. 1975 with the Illuminatus Trilogy which is a, a book that basically, it's a, a trilogy of books, has a super weird plot that involves New York City detectives, leftist magazine reporters, golden submarines, talking dolphins, aliens, John Dillinger, a Leviathan, and of course, the Illuminati as a conspiratorial group that secretly controls the world. Today, some secret groups claim to be descended from the Illuminati, but that kind of seems counterintuitive. Well, that literature I saw in Maryland also included Colin Powell, uh, the Bushes. Oh yeah, so and some a whole of bunch the, of like current some, political people. Well, some of the alleged members of the Illuminati today include Angelina Jolie, Paris Hilton, Britney Spears, Kim and Kanye, Jay Z and Beyonce, Madonna, Barack Obama, George Bush, Bill Gates, and my personal favorite, Justin Bieber. So. They all just sit around, and they, they go off in some secret retreat someplace. Yep. Probably a Trump hotel. Is I'm was sure. Trump was Trump in there? Nope. Ooh. Because he's going to stop the Illuminati. Haven't you been listening to Q? Oh, no, I have not been listening <sighs> to Q. So they're probably not staying in a Trump hotel. They're, they're going to stay someplace not. else. They're staying in and a Hilton hotel because Paris is Hilton. in Paris is so in there. So they're staying in a Hilton hotel, planning over. How they are going to run the world now? How Justin and Brittany are performing at halftime. At halftime, okay. Well, okay, halftime. All right, so let's. We are we are running short on time, so let's throw throw at me what you got. Okay, so let's let's get back. Civil libertarians they're concerned about surveillance and privacy issues, and the uh, okay. Now get this: the privatization of the big scary word, the surveillance industrial 
complex. The industrial complex. The, industri- the surveillance is separate from the military industrial complex. Just anything you throw industrial complex behind any word. No, yeah. no, no. Oh, I'm okay. saying I, if you throw the words industrial complex behind any word, it's, it's going to sound scary. scary. Like you can say the fuzzy kitten industrial complex and it sounds a little intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> kitten mills. <laughs> right? Yeah. <sighs> but this should be separated from the secular paranoia about Big Brother or other religious hysteria about the Antichrist. Now, what? What? <laughs> what? I, I read that. I had to put that in because, what? I mean, as I read this and I looked at it, there was no context at all. This was just there. So and this I was is like, not the Antichrist. The New World Order is not the Antichrist, and it's not what? Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, from secular paranoia about Big Brother or religious hysteria about the Antichrist. Okay, so the New World Order the, is not be Big Brother. From, it's it not Big Brother, from, and it's yes. not the Antichrist. I can see how you would think that it would be, but Look, it's not. We're not even going to go into occultism, but I have I have to read this quote, and I'm going to attribute this to a guy named Laundry Pizza Zero Three. <laughs> And this has got words. I'm going to butcher them. There's no way. Laundry Pizza Zero Three. Laundry is he, Pizza. Uh, is he is he part of uh, the Pizza Pedophile Ring? I don't know. Mm. Okay. So bear with me as I try to say this, and I I may actually pass my notes over to let Kim read this <laughs> one. Okay. This was started by. Now here we're in quotes. Mystagogues of Gnosticism perpetuated by the alleged. Historic successors such as Kabbalist, Cathars, Knights of the Templar, Hermeticist, Rosicrucians, and Freemasons. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Laundry Pizza Zero Three. Okay. Now look, some of these things too, they're they're worried about people read this, they see this literature, they believe that the government's going to take over. And so, you know, we don't think, I, I personally, you know, you asked me earlier about... Uh, yeah, is any of it sinking it, in? Okay, yeah. So I think I, in order for you to believe any of it, you have to understand it first. And I'm yeah, I'm pizza guy's talking about. I can't about. understand this. But the danger is, so I don't believe there's a new world order trying to take over the world or anything like that. But where we run into danger is the lone wolf guy. The yeah. people that... that they do this, believe it. Like... That that guy in Maryland that's passing that out. You know, who knows what that guy's capable But let's go back to... Uh, or the guy Tim- that shot up the pizza place. Or Timothy McVeigh in the Oklahoma City yes. bombing. All this was anti-government. Right. Because... You know, yeah. And, and this is where the dangers come in. It's not from... I, I am absolutely not afraid at all that the United Nations are going to land in Maryland and pull out their scanners and drive all the way to yeah. Fort Irwin to train out there at the secret United Nations base. It's The danger is... I'm more afraid of Timothy McVeigh than I am of the U.S. The whack jobs that are going to believe this mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. And we, we talked about their psychology and how their brains function and how all this goes together. And there's people out there, and that's why... We just... I mean, you look... We just had two of them in Dayton and in... Was it... Um, not San Antonio. Was it San Antonio? Is it Texas? Texas, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we just had two very, very 
politically now, now charged. Not... One from each side. The Dayton guy was supposedly extreme left, and the Texas guy was supposedly extreme right. Yeah. Which which goes in as I wrap my portion of this up. So many of these CTs, conspiracy <laughs> theories, they contradict each other, or they've been proven false. But it doesn't yeah. matter to these people. They're just they're just out there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they can't even agree on who is trying to run the new world. And even when they do, they can't agree on what the agenda is. Yeah. They just know that and they someone's don't trying believe, to take over the world and we can't. And they don't want to believe that the Illuminati came to an end in 1789. Yeah. And they just, someone's trying to get the wor- get rid of the world as we know it and run the world for their agenda. But you know what? I'll bet you just as soon as the new world order takes over and these, the, the, the people in the black helicopters, the military, Someone, the, the new world order gets established that there, there's going to be another conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. Somebody's got to run the new world. Yeah. And who's going to do it? Who's going to be the boss of the new who's world order? really, right. really in charge? Who, there's always somebody higher up with these people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So um, please don't take yourselves too seriously. Please don't take, and it goes back to, it really is a mental health thing. Like these people, the people that are the extreme whack jobs. Um, and we're talking extreme whack yeah, jobs here. Yeah, I mean, if you're just a mild-mannered whack Not job, that's fine. Not people that just, like, I don't trust what the government's doing. Yeah, that's different. If you're because, just a mild, if you're a yeah. mild-mannered whack job, we're not talking to you. We're talking about the extreme extremists, the ones that blow up buildings and shoot children. Um, they are... They want to believe that they, it goes back to what we said in the very beginning. They want to believe that they know more and that they have the answers because they are disenfranchised or oppressed or they don't have enough autonomy over their own life or however you want to look at it. So well, you're they, getting all serious on us here. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, some of this is serious. Like you really do. There, you you make a very good point. Some of these people are very very dangerous. So if you hear someone talking crazy talk. Please, like, ask them if they're okay. <laughs> I guess. Contact, contact Report them to their, the cops or do something. Contact their therapist because you, you might save some lives. Yeah. See something, say something. That's right. Okay, Kim. That's what the government wants you to do. Get That's what of, we want you to do. Get us out of here tonight. All right. Uh, you got something to say to us? Find us on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. Email us at alosthour at gmail.com. Um, anything else you got? Yeah, we we got some more. Where else can we be? We oh, we've, yes. we cracked so the code. The social medias and um, as far as listening, you can now find us on iTunes. You can find us on Podbean. You can find us on Google Podcasts. Um, I... Google Podcasts. They they're having a little bit of problem right now. If you need to search for us on Google Podcasts, you need to put parentheses around not parentheses quotation marks quotation marks around an hour hour of your life life. yeah and then and and then it'll pop up and then it'll pop up um we're working on amazon and spotify yep so So, from the beautiful what are we calling now the 13th 13th hour studios in beaver creek ohio good night thanks for spending an hour of your life with us